When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, Maridisas, and happy Tuesday. This is Kian Sobani. I hope you're doing well. I hope you've been enjoying the post-game podcast we've done. We've done actually three since Saturday night's game. So we did the post-game show the night of, and then uh, Lucas and I did Monday, El Dia Dispues, and then Sid and Meheri did a Real Deal Pods on the Managing Widget Podcast Network. That's a new one. Go check it out. And here's another one we're going to throw your way. This is from last week's mailbag where Lucas and I answered questions from fans. And this particular clip that I've taken from that podcast is about squad building and specifically about the midfield. Do we actually need to sign a Mortar and Cruz replacement when they do eventually leave? Lucas and I address that and also talk about some other hypothetical summer signings. Uh, including Davies, uh, the guy you love, Mbappe, um, Gonzalo Ignacio, our thoughts on him. And of course, what does it look like when Endrick eventually comes this summer? So all that and more, the full podcast is obviously much longer. We talk about some tactical things. We talk about lineup things, Furland Mendy, Jude Bellingham role, all that stuff, some history. Every single week, Lucas and I do this over on patreon.com slash managingmadrid. And today is Tuesday. So depending on when you're listening to this, you can kind of insert yourself in the schedule. I'm doing a Twitter audio space at 2 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday. And those are always some of the most fun sessions we have because Twitter is just massive reach. A lot of people tune in. I think 7,000 total on the last one. That was the last time I checked. I, I think the number actually went up. Um, you can unmute your mic. You can have conversations. It's really fun. And you never know who's going to show up in the Twitter audio space. On Wednesday, we got the post-game show for the Braga game. That's only for members. And then on Friday, Lucas and I are doing the mailbag. We might throw something else in there too at some point. But... We've already done the last free show of the week. The rest is only for members. Go to patreon.com slash managingmadrid or click the memberships tab on YouTube. Same content. You only have to choose one wherever you want to sign up. Depending on where the country is that you're residing in, uh, you may feel it beneficial to sign up on YouTube or Patreon. It's completely up to you. All right, guys, without further ado, here's today's clip. Enjoy it and let's go. Next question. Patrick Odaya Fadi has a couple. So Patrick says, Hi, Keon and Lucas. I hope you're both doing well. I was just doing some thinking and want to hear your thoughts on the subject. Although we're still a ways away from the summer window, I'm sure one of, if not both, Modric and Cruz will likely not be renewed for another year. I'm not sure which one is more likely. Do you think... Real Madrid will go after another top midfielder to replace them or promote someone from Castilla. 
I know will have Fede, Kamavinga, Jude, too many, and Ceballos, and Guler. But it's still light if a couple injuries were to happen. Interesting. I personally probably wouldn't, wouldn't even go to the market to replace the two of them if they were to leave at the same time. I think Real Madrid have the bodies to, to, to replace them. I think Ceballos is banking and betting on himself to get that opportunity. Next year, especially, that's the main reason why some fans were wondering why Ceballos had actually signed that contract extension. And the answer is that he's just waiting on Cross and Modric to, to leave Real Madrid and so that he can have a good opportunity to be a real uh, backup choice for Ancelotti or for whoever the coach is uh, next year. So I personally wouldn't go after after any other midfielder if both Modric and <clears throat> even if both Modric and, and Kroos leave the team next summer. I personally would just keep the same team considering that again Bellingham could also drop back to a 4-3-3 and to, to the central midfielder role, sorry. So I think that's uh, plenty of uh, players to to take care of the midfield duties. I completely agree. Like one million percent agree. Um, a lot of a lot of fans are asking, like, "Hey, can we sign Wurtz, Florian Wurtz from Leverkusen, mm-hmm. who's having an incredible year? Obviously, very talented, and obviously with the links with Chabi Alonso, like you know, mm-hmm. you know there will be natural links that whenever we go for him, the stories will write themselves. Chabi plus Frimpong, Chabi." Chabi plus Wurtz. Uh, I just think in midfield, we already have the replacements. As good as someone like Wurtz is, we got really good midfielders, and it's really deep. And in fact, like, Modric and Cruz don't need replacing. We actually need to eventually move on from them so that we can start developing these younger players like we don't need to necessarily worry about developing Kamavinga or Fede Valverde or Bellingham they're obviously playing a lot anyway I'm talking more about like we have Nico Paz who is super talented and um is very very highly rated another player just like Sergio Arribas last year who's clearly too good to be at Castilla still and he's like I mean he was in the preseason squad I think he was registered officially for the upcoming season, if I'm not mistaken. Obviously, he's never going to play unless it's, you know, uh, even in an emergency situation, I doubt he'll he'll play. It's going to be more like maybe these Copa del Rey fixtures, like the very first games in the Copa. He's one that I would like to promote and develop. And we talked about this in the live call yesterday. You weren't there, Lucas, but... Danny Ceballos, man, to me, is one of the most underrated players in Europe. Like, he is so good. He's so talented. His energy, his defensive work rate, his vision, his passing, his dribbling. That guy just needs to play more. Like, there's no other world, like team in the world I think he'd be this far down the depth chart. So he's another one that I think you mentioned too. He probably signed his contract knowing that in a year or two, that's when he'll be able to play more because we'll move on. Like, Replacing Cruz and Modric, I, I, I wouldn't do it. Um, also, it just takes away precious funds, yeah. funds from other more in-need positions. And like you said, Bellingham can play also deeper if we need it. We just have too many midfielders, in my opinion. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, completely agree. 
The second question that Patrick has, he says, what would you guys rate a window hypothetically of incomings? Alfonso Davies, Endrick, Kylian Mbappe, Gonzalo Inacio, a central midfielder, a goalkeeper. Meanwhile, the outgoings would be Ferlan Mendy, Luka Modric, Danny Ceballos, Nacho, Jose Lu, Lunin, Tony Cruz. Um, and he puts in brackets, I have a really bad feeling he'll walk away. And he goes on to say, P.S. I doubt all this happens in one window, but just thinking out loud, the squad is so close to challenging Man City at the top for European supremacy if we add a couple more quality players, in my opinion, and get Chabi Alonso as a coach. But that goes without saying. Do you need me to read, that, read it again, Lucas? I guess you have this. This is not it. going to happen. Yeah. No, I got it. I got it. I got okay. it. I got it. Uh, this is going to happen. This is way too many signings uh, for for one summer, for one transfer window. And um, I would not be a fan of Real Madrid getting rid of useful rotation players like Ceballos, Nacho, and Joselo, who are cheap. Uh, they are also Spanish, and they help you in the in the quota you need to meet for the Champions League. So uh, I would not be a fan of Real Madrid getting rid of those three who, again, are very cheap, loyal, serviceable, solid, don't complain about the roles. And so I will not be a fan of this transfer window, even though the signings, I know the, the, it will be shiny to have Davis, Mbappe, Gonzalo, a new central midfielder, a new goalkeeper to back up Courtois. It will be very shiny, but this is not FIFA. This is not going to happen. And we know that Real Madrid would only will only make a few a couple tweaks here and there to their current roster because they believe they are settled and, and ready to face uh, the upcoming years with the squad they currently have. Assuming again that they sign a quality striker, which I think is possible. But um, a transfer window like this one is not very realistic and I wouldn't even be a fan of getting rid of useful rotation players like the three I just mentioned. I don't know. I don't actually find it that unrealistic. Like, which part of it is unrealistic? I mean, it's unrealistic in the sense that it's a lot incoming and a lot outgoing. But if you just look at each player in a vacuum, Alfonso Davies, last year of his contract at Bayern, still hasn't renewed. Endrick is coming. Mbappe, don't need to add anything to that. We know what the situation is. Gonzalo Ignacio, Okay. I think that would be highly dependent on if Nacho were to leave because I think it would be too many center backs with Militao coming back and if Nacho were to renew for one more year. Goalkeeper, well, I just kind of think that Kepa is going to stay for one. That's just my, I don't know, random prediction right now is that I feel like they'll just talk Kepa into staying. Uh, Mendy outgoing doesn't seem too unrealistic. Modric retiring or going to MLS yeah. doesn't seem too unrealistic. Danny Ceballos is going to stay. That one is unrealistic to me. Nacho, again, I have no idea. But if it were me, I would give him another one-year renewal. Which, uh, yeah. Jose Lu is tricky because Jose Lu, you and I both were on record of saying we would give Jose Lu another year. And I still feel that way. I'm not changing my mind. But... If if Endrick and Mbappe were to come, how do you juggle that, man? 
He's not going to complain by uh, even if he actually is asked to play a similar role to the one Mariano played last year. I don't think. I think he's grateful of being a Real Madrid player. So I don't think he will complain. It's true that at the same time, it's tricky uh, that the, the Euro is played next year. So he'll probably be fighting for a spot in the Spanish national uh, team squad, li squad list. So it would be tricky in that regard, but I don't think he would complain. Plus, I... I don't know, maybe I'm crazy. I'm not sure Hendrik should be ahead of Joselu in the rotation as soon as next year. Maybe this is maybe this is unpopular. Maybe this is, uh, I don't know, what people think. But uh, I still don't know how ready Hendrik will be to contribute on a consistent basis for Real Madrid next year. While at the same time, I'm getting... I'm getting a very useful contribution from Joselu every time I give him the opportunity to play. I'm not. I'm not sure Hendrik should be ahead of of Joselu in the rotation next year. Uh, I have no idea what to to think of Hendrik. I mean, he was unbelievable the other night, but at the same time, like, it's so funny how extreme we are. Like, he had an incredible night and uh all of a sudden it was like all right can't wait till this guy comes over we got to make sure he he has a proper role in the team he's going to be one, number of, nine. one of the greats yeah and then like the the entire like year before that we were like man i don't know if this guy's good enough and by we i don't know me mean you and me necessarily i'm just yeah, talking about know. like the fans um okay let's simplify it the hypothetical summer, if we were to make it like slightly more realistic, which means Ceballos stays, um, we won't sign another central midfielder. If this summer were to happen, what would you rate it? Davies in, Mendy out. Hendrick in, Mbappe in, Gonzalo Ignacio in, Nacho out. Look, Gonzalo Ignacio, put this on the record. I don't care. Gonzalo, Gonzalo Ignacio is not signing for Real Madrid. I think this is one of those rumors leaked by Jorge Mendes, who is a very smart agent. Who even he reported probably, it? I don't know. I don't, I don't even know. It never know. traction. Yeah, the original source of information, I don't, I don't know where that came from. But he's not signing for Real Madrid. I don't. Real Madrid have not been involved in any Jorge Mendes uh, client for many years, and they. I don't think they'll start being uh, that kind of club now. So he's not signing for. Again, I might be wrong, and you can maybe you know, I, this will be a funny clip uh, months from now. I don't think he's signing for Real Madrid. I think this is just a Jorge Mendes rumor to increase the price of his of his client in thirty or forty million, so that he can sign for Wolverhampton or or whatever for sixty million and get a, a lucrative bonus. Have we signed a Jorge Mendes player since James left? Asensio doesn't one, count. Yeah. Because no, we... Isco doesn't count. I think Isco also trusted uh, Jorge Mendes in, in that last part of his tenure. So I don't think so, yeah. Hmm. Uh, okay. 
The next question is from Ranta. So yeah, they go, go, uh, Gonzalo Ignacio, I'm not going to. Sorry, yeah, Gonzalo Ignacio, I'm not. I'm not even entertaining this possibility uh, or these rumors. Other than that, El Davis in, Hendrik in, Mbappe in, Mendy out, Nat and and Modric and Cross out. That would be a, a very solid grade, definitely. I, I just don't see Davis and Mbappe signing for Madrid the same summer. Just to, just to, to say, if that if you if we were to get Davies, Hendrik, Mbappe next summer, I'm giving that a twenty. Yeah, sure, sure. Maybe fifteen because we need a right back too. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I wanted to take this one really quickly. We don't need to touch too much on it, but I have some quick thoughts. Felix says, why don't we... No, that's not it. Sorry, Felix. Great question, but we're not going to take that one. Uh, Kings of Madrid says, not a lot of talk about Mendy lately, but man, isn't it crazy how far he has fallen? It is. It is crazy and, and sad, and it's been a while. I mean, people can keep acting as if this is a one-year thing, but to me, he's been this bad for the last two, two and a half years, I think. I think he's he's been very poor for a while. He's been, I mean, we're pretty far removed from the time when he was actually one of the best defensive left-backs in, in world football, and I don't know, maybe it was just a very good season or a very good two seasons from him, and this is the, the, the real Mendy that uh, came to the surface. I'm I'm not sure what happened to him, but it's definitely sad and and and, and big and 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 crazy the, the, to to think that a player who was that good defensively is now just not reliable. Yeah. Um. I want to also just give my perspective on how much his stock has fallen when uh. You know, I'm, I'm writing the book and obviously, you know, I'm ranking the, the top 95 players in Real Madrid history. And then I have a section of honorable mentions. And in his second year at Real Madrid, I was really contemplating, like, what the hell do I do with Mendy? Because I know it sounds crazy to even include him in that ranking, but I was looking at the honorable mentions. And this is how good he was. In his second year at Real Madrid, I think he was probably the, the greatest defensive left back we've ever had i don't think anyone was as good as him defensively in that position like he was the macalili of left backs like nobody yep. could dribble past him he was a wall and he just hasn't been that player since and it's funny like we i agree with you like we keep on saying like oh you know he just needs to get healthy like i i honestly don't think that player exists anymore in my opinion I would love for him to prove us all wrong, but I just don't see it. He's just so banged up, man. Like, and he's not, he doesn't have the same bounce. And like, what, like right now he's injured again. Like this is just rinse and repeat with him. It's really frustrating. Yeah. I, he's yeah. stock is falling a lot. Sports Social Podcast Network.